Colts. Colts are about to get busy. OTAs again tomorrow. Mandatory minicamp a week from today. A lot of changes with the Colts. We'll go over the biggest ones and tell you how they will affect the Colts' ability to win the AFC South if they're able to win the AFC South. The Big Ten is about to get paid. They are negotiating media deals right now that are going to be huge and are likely to bring the conference $1 billion each year, which factors out to a hell of a lot of money for each member's school, about 7.1, 7 or 71 or 72 point, uh, uh, million dollars. That's a lot of jack for Big Ten schools. Marcus Erickson, speaking of a lot of jack, he won the Indianapolis 500, and so Chip Ganassi gets a check written by Roger Penske for $3.1 million. It's got to gall Penske, right, to sign that check and give that money over to Chip Ganassi. Roger Penske likes winning that money himself and cutting himself a check for the winner's share of the Indianapolis 500. The NBA Finals are set. It's going to be the Celtics and the Warriors. Anybody in Indiana is going to be a Celtics fan, right? You've got Brad Stevens is the head of the basketball operation with the Celtics. We like Brad Stevens. We want the Celtics to win. Brad, of course, from Zionsville, went to DePauw, uh, started his coaching career as a volunteer assistant with Thad Mata at Butler. You know what? We love Brad. Brad's a good, uh, a good guy and, and one of those guys that does everything the right way and, and pays attention to people and works really, really hard. Hard work pays off for some people and it pays off for Brad Stevens. All right, let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. This is Breakfast with Ken. For Tuesday, May 31st, 2022, we're brought to you as always by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. They're wonderful at what they do. Give them a call, 765-610-8809. You got a plumbing problem, they got a plumbing solution. It's just that simple. Wonderful people at Johnson's Plumbing. All right, smash that subscribe button, ring the bell. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. And if you have a question of an urgent nature, donate. It pops up in a special graphic. It is Hawaiian Shirt Week with uh, uh, Breakfast with Kent and Inside Indiana Sports Now. The, the This is a short week. It's Memorial Day week. It's summertime. Let's go. Let's rock the, uh, the loud outerwear, right? Uh, mini camp a week from today, OTAs today, or to, beginning tomorrow. And the question is, is Kenny Moore going to be a part of the festivities starting tomorrow at the OTA? He missed last week. He, he was there. He was in attendance, but he didn't do any work. Uh, he's not happy with his contract. And as a result, he's kind of sitting and hoping to renegotiate one. He, he signed a four-year, $33.3 million deal in 2019 that extended him through 2023. So that's four years, $33.3 million. Uh, not that much guaranteed, but he's going to earn every bit of that $33.3 million because he is still a really good slot corner. He was paid when he signed that deal. He was the highest paid slot corner in the NFL. The Colts took a chance on Kenny Moore. They put up money and risked it against Kenny Moore and his ability to be able to play football at a high level for these four years. And halfway through, Kenny Moore has done that. Just went to his first Pro Bowl. I got no problem with Kenny Moore and his level of play 
you sign a contract, you honor the contract. That's the way I was raised, and that's the way life works. And if somebody is advising Kenny Moore uh, to run counter to that plan, I, I don't think it's very smart. But these are optional. The OTAs are optional, so we don't get mad. We don't get bent out of shape about Kenny Moore. Now, next week, if a week from tomorrow or a week from today, Kenny Moore is sitting and not participating in the mandatory minicamp, then that becomes a problem for Kenny Moore, right? Because the fine schedule for those three days of minicamp, if you miss all three, you're at 90 grand. You want to raise? Pissing away 90 grand, I don't think it's a way to show that you're you're really motivated to make more money. If you're just going to give it back in terms of that $90,000, I don't think that makes a, a lot of sense to me. Changes for the Colts. We've gone over these many times. But you know what? The Colts have a lot of change on the roster, on the coaching staff. You got a lot of new looks for this team. They were 9-8 and eight last year. And so as a result of the changes, do you expect them to be better? Matt Ryan at quarterback, a huge change. Alec Pierce, drafted in the second round, 53rd overall. A big change is the number two wide receiver, signing Stephon Gilmore as a free agent. 32 years old, how much great football does he have left in him? Last year, he finished the year strong, getting healthier and healthier, made the Pro Bowl last year for the Carolina Panthers. Stephon Gilmore, a really good lockdown corner. If he can still perform at that level, we'll find out if he can. Gus Bradley, as the new defensive coordinator, a system not entirely unlike Matt Eberflus, but there are some differences. Gus Bradley knows that football games are won and lost based upon your ability to get to the quarterback. Yannick Ngakwe, he's going to get to the quarterback. I think this is going to be really good for uh, Pay, I think it's going to be good for DeForest Buckner, too. Uh, I think it could be good for Dio Odangbo, who would have been a first-rounder had he been healthy. He tore his Achilles preparing for the Senior Bowl. As a result, he slipped into the Colts' lap, and if he can, if he can play as people thought he was going to be able to play had he not torn his Achilles, that's a good upgrade, too. Uh, you've got a uh, you got new left tackle. Eric Fisher's gone, and so you've got either Matt Pryor or Bernard Ryman. Either way, if you get good play at left tackle, you feel really good about Quentin Nelson, assuming that he's healthy and that back doesn't get balky. Ryan Kelly, right? Danny Pinter, I think it's going to be an upgrade over Mark Glowinski. And then at right tackle, Braden Smith. This is a group that has been together in large part for a long time, minus rotating out left tackles last year as a result of the retirement of Anthony Costanzo. I think the Colts, if you look at them and you squint, you see upgrades everywhere, right? If you look at them with an unjaundiced eye, you say there's a lot of change for one team to undergo. Let's see how they're able to respond to all this change. I think it's going to be an interesting season and one that is going to define the era for Frank Reich and for Chris Ballard. They've got to get this thing back on track. Jim Ursay is not a patient man right now. This is, this is year six for Chris Ballard. This is year five for Frank Reich. They keep cycling through quarterbacks. The, the defense 
unable to provide the pressure necessary to get things going at a meaningful level and really become a, an aggressive and dangerous unit. They created a lot of turnovers last year, 33. But as we discussed last week, you know what? No team, no team in the last uh, five years has been able to sustain that level of turnover creation. The last 13 teams to create 30 or more turnovers, uh, they backed off by at least six. They did not create 30 the following year. The Colts at 33 last year, the average decline, 12. That's significant. If that decline goes from 33 to 21, you better force a whole lot more punts or you got problems, right? Colts, a season of change and, and a season that is either going to put this thing back on the rails or not put it back on the rails. And Jim Ursay is going to take it upon himself after this season. If it doesn't get back on the rails, he's going to take it upon himself to put it back on the rails or try because that's what he does. Uh, you want to know why Indianapolis athletes continue to live here? Carson Wentz is still here. He's still in Indy. One of the reasons is low real estate prices, although those are correcting north because Indiana is a fiscally responsible state in this area, a very, very nice place to live. Uh, Carson Wentz and his family still here in Indianapolis went almost entirely unnoticed having lunch at Cafe Patichu. Two kids, Carson, his wife, having a nice lunch. How many people bothered him? None. My son might have been the only guy in the restaurant who noticed him. Nobody paid any attention. And that's what happens in Indianapolis. Nobody pays attention. It really doesn't matter to people. You know, oh, there's Carson Wentz. All right, oh, there's Peyton Manning. All right, oh, there's Andrew Luck. All right, Andrew Luck still lives here, for God's sake. A pariah to some for his untimely retirement. But he's still here and enjoying himself, and why shouldn't he? Uh, but Carson Wentz, uh, by all accounts, enjoyed his lunch at Cafe Patichu. Uh, the deadline for college players to withdraw from the draft is tomorrow. No drama for Indiana. Trace Jackson Davis already committed to return. The Big Ten is in the middle of negotiations for media rights. Their media deals expire next year in 2023. And so they stand to make a whole lot of money because you've got streaming services that are now bidding for those broadcast rights or uh, webcast rights, right? The streaming rights, TV rights. You've got ESPN and CBS and Fox. Fox, of course, a partner with the Big Ten Network, so they've got the inside track on a lot of things. Uh, TNT is in the middle of the bidding for Big Ten media rights. And as a result, what Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, wants for uh, Big Ten schools and the Big Ten Conference is $1 billion annually for broadcast rights. That is a lot of money. Divided among all uh, 14 Big Ten members, that's $71 million to 71.42. Let's not forget about the point four two. That's four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Let's let's not just round it off, right? Four hundred and twenty thousand dollars used to be a lot of cash, but if you're getting that just over the top, over the transom for the broadcast rights before you sell a ticket or any sponsorship deal or your radio rights or anything else, 
my goodness, that's a lot of money. Where do you spend it? Do you continue to, to escalate coaches' salaries? Why? I, I, I don't know what the right answer is, but that's way too much money. Way too much money for these schools without paying a significant amount to the players, to the athletes who generate that money. And that's football, and that's men's basketball, and to a lesser extent, women's basketball. But the big two... I don't know how you avoid paying these guys to their value. NIL does it substantially. A at least the guys get some walking around cash and, and sometimes maybe more. Trace Jackson Davis is going to make a lot of money at Indiana University this year. But you've got to find some methodology to, to land cash in the pockets of those who really do the work to generate. I don't see how you don't. Um, hey, if you subscribe to Peacock over the weekend to watch the Indianapolis 500, if you live in Indianapolis, make sure and unsubscribe so you don't get auto-renewed. Unsubscribe today. Uh, Chip Ganassi, like I said, $3.1 million. You know, everybody said, Marcus Erickson, $3.1 million. Marcus doesn't get that money. Ganassi gets that money, and then he pays Erickson and the crew, his staff, all of that. But that's a lot of money, $16 million in the purse this year. That's huge. $1 million went to Pato Ward, his Aero McLaren team, uh, for him finishing second. So good for him. Cubs were swept by the Brewers in a day-night doubleheader yesterday. Entirely foreseeable. And the NBA Finals start Thursday night. Like I said, we're all rooting for the Celtics because we love Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens might be the most beloved guy in the world of sports in Indianapolis, and for good reason led Butler to two consecutive national championship games, didn't win either of them, but got there. That's a hell of an accomplishment for a team in the Horizon League, the conference they were playing in, and without Brad Stevens and his diligent work, is Butler in the Big East? Probably not. You know, Butler, Butler was kind of like Bradley until Butler became Butler. And, and now Butler... You know, Butler is a member of the Big East with Thad Mata, huge staff, David Raglan, getting hired off the Butler staff down at UE, Evansville. So uh, you got that going for you. Let's celebrate some birthdays on this glorious Tuesday. My God, what a gorgeous uh, Memorial Day weekend. Fantastic. And this week, is gonna it's going to get funky weather-wise tomorrow and Thursday. But then this weekend, it looks beautiful for the uh, fish three shows out at Ruoff, uh, the Ruoff Center. Looking forward to those shows. I, lo I love fish. I just like it. Uh, Bob, uh, Bob Iback, happy birthday. Jim Bradley, the great Mary Mills from WTHR Channel 13. Andrew Kelb, happy birthday. Pat Rudy, New Albany native. Jonathan Harrison, Jerry Agar, and the great Mike Quinn celebrating a birthday. Mike Quinn, how do I remember it's his birthday? We're not Facebook friends, Mike Quinn and I. His mom used to bring in cupcakes in grade school, and they were delicious. You had Mike Hankey's mom coming in on the 28th, and then you had Mike Quinn's mom coming in on the 31st. It was a big week at Lake Bluff Central School for cupcakes because both those moms brought in delicious cupcakes. Um, <clears throat> tell you what, later on today, Inside Indiana Sports Now is gonna be rocking. About four o'clock this afternoon, three, four o'clock in there, we're gonna talk more about the Colts, the changes that they've made, and whether those changes have put the Colts in a position to be championship contenders. 
that's what we do. We're all about the Colts. We're all about you.